Transition Awareness Breathing. Feeling grounded for both children and parents is essential for healthy living and learning. Join Eartha Powell on this series for tips and tools for creating a harmonious environment for learning. Transition Awareness Breathing will help you and your child find an individualized path to tackle change, promote lifelong learning, and discover new approaches to calmness. So last time, the last couple of podcasts I shared with you um, about the natural process of aging and building links of mindfulness as we age. And where do we begin? We begin immediately. We teach our children mindfulness responses. And through our teens and through our you know, young adult stage of life and middle age and beyond. Why wait until we are in a certain point where we are seeking help because so much has built up within us? And if that is the case, it's okay to start now because that's what mindfulness is all about. It's about the now. And so we're going to move on and we're going to bring in a few mindful qualities and how we use those mindful qualities to respond to a mindful response. As we age, we gain experiences, and some of those experiences leave us with positive gifts, memories, positive memories. Some of our experiences leave us with fears and negative um, memories. And that's what I'd like to tap into a little bit right now, just so that we can visit a mindful quality about non-harmful judgment. Realizing that what may be fearful for one person may not be fearful for another. And sometimes it comes with experience and age. And so when a person uh, is undergoing some kind of stress or fear, we can realize that that fear has triggered, has been triggered uh, some, some way, shape, form, or fashion. As you can see, I'm in my imaginary world again. To help bring imagery. Sometimes when we use imagery, we are using a skill that has no boundaries. We can let our imagination become creative and address things that are concerning me, just like the snail. The snail is not really, for me, a sense of fear. It is a sense of a destruction. It's, to me, it's, it's like a deceiving force. <laughs> Why? It just brings back memory when I lived in California and I was trying to grow a garden and the snails d- just destroyed my garden. I plant the garden again and the snails would eat every bit of vegetation. So someone told me to put 
uh, top, a can with beer in it. Well, not only did the snails, you know, take the beer, they ate the vegetables. And so when I see snails, I, I just remember the frustration. And so that's the trigger for me. Using a mindfulness uh, imagery, you know, we can open up our minds and we can address what our fears through our sense of imagery. Living with our fears sometimes may suggest that it may feel like we're alone and isolated. Like we're living in our personal ghost town, always on the lookout. For that one fear to pop up and what happens when that trigger of that fear pops up what do we do our heart begins to race we begin to sweat we begin to almost panic that is reacting responding changing our perspective. Maybe I'm not the only one lost in this town. Maybe I'm not the only one that's had bad experiences. But what I do know, I can't figure everyone out in the whole world. But I can use my words. I can express my feelings. I can say, I don't like you. Stop following me now. And move, and move on. To something positive. You don't have to stay there. You can, you can move. Now some may say to face your fears. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself to face your fears. Maybe you might need some help. You don't have to face your fears alone. Taking a mindful walk even if it's in this place. And you know, here during the summertime in Texas, this is almost reality. Okay, fear. Okay, snail. I'm looking at you. And I'm going to work around you. You're part of the atmosphere. You're here just like every creature. And you know what, snail? I'm going to build my garden. And I'm going to enjoy the fruit of that garden. So go ahead and Stay in there as long as you like, snail. Well, I may not have told him off. Or used the right choice of, you know, curse words. <laughs> but I'm going to enjoy the fruit of my garden. Let's move on. So, the fruit of my garden is a great time to practice mindful eating. Who cares about that old snail? 
I got watermelon. I got cantaloupe. I got cucumbers. I'm going to focus on what I have and not some bug. And one thing that I did learn is that from a mindful eating perspective, that even before we even eat the food, take time to appreciate how the food is grown. And a few weeks ago, I was a little bit too eager and uh, I picked a couple of cucumbers way too fast. It wasn't mindful at all. I was so excited and you probably saw that, that clip. Those cucumbers were so bitter. And now I am so cautious to pick the, the cucumbers off the vine. I mean, you know, I, I don't want to pick them too early. And then with my cantaloupe, I let it stay on the vine too long and it had a big, you know, very rotten spot at the end. So where's the balance? Well, join me as we practice a little bit of mindful eating. That's a little cantaloupe came out of the garden this morning. I um, went to water the garden and lo and behold, he was ripe. I could tell he was ripe because through my sight, he's very yellow and orange. And the part that he was laying on the ground it was very uh, smooth right here. And uh, I said, it's, it's time to pick them. I, I asked myself those questions, you know. I looked. I touched. And I smelled. It smells like a, a melon. And that's part of mindful eating, to look touch to appreciate that this little melon came from a seed and although I'm not a professional gardener or farmer but I did put a lot of sweat and effort in getting it the ground to uh, be soft enough and added some nutrition to the soil nutrients and so I really have a really uh, strong appreciation just for this little bitty melon and so when I go to the store and I see those perfect melons, I have a different perspective of how those melons got to my table. I know a lot of practices start off with raisins, and I do too when I'm starting off with my students. But I just thought it'd be a perfect time to demonstrate mindful eating with this melon that came out of my garden with you. So let's, let's see what's next. I don't hear anything. I don't know if that's good or bad. Let's cut it open. Okay, so here we are. I am uh, on my porch. And we're doing some mindful eating practice. And I took the cantaloupe and I washed it. <clears throat> um, coming straight out of the garden, I... I just wanted to make sure all the dirt was off and I'm touching uh, the pure fruit and I didn't want any bugs <laughs> on it. It's 
snails. I tell you, that, those snails really bug me. Um, so I see, you know, there's yellow and there's some, I don't know if it's called scarring or whatever it's called in cantaloupe terms. Uh, so we're looking at the fruit and we smell the fruit. Now this is where I get a little bit uh, cautious because when I open up the fruit, I just want to see melon. I don't want to see any bugs. But that's part of being a gardener, right? Okay, but like I said, I'm not an expert. And so uh, what may be fearful for one person or caution is not a concern for someone else. And so we just meet everyone where they're at. Um, I'm not gonna run from uh, my caution. I'm going to proceed with, um, you know, awareness. I'm cutting the, the melon. I'll try to put the hammer down a little bit so you can see. Okay, looks like, ooh, that smell of the melon is kind of really there. See it? I'll, I'll hold it up. Back up here. Okay, sorry you're bouncing around. Okay. So, I've cut the melon. You can see how orange it is inside. The seeds, I'm going to pull it apart. And it's very juicy looking. Um, lots of seeds for next year. Uh, the color is of the juice is very orange. It's very juicy. I'm going to take some seeds out. Uh, one thing about the heat here in Texas is very, very hot. Um, we haven't had too many problems with a lot of uh, mosquitoes here where, where I'm at, maybe other places. And, but, you know, we all have our issues. Okay, so I'm going to, I really appreciate that orange. It's so juicy and smells uh, really good. Now I'm going to taste it. Uh, it's very soft. I can um, get some with the spoon, so that says a lot. Mm. It's sweet. That was a major concern. Because <laughs> I picked some earlier cantaloupe. It was juicy, they were orange. It was not sweet. I have never tasted a melon that is like totally bland. Again, I picked them too early because um, you know, I thought that they were rotting and maybe they were rotting for whatever reason. But this, this fruit right here, bon appetit. I wish you could join me. Mmm. I'm going to put this in the refrigerator, let it get chilled, and enjoy it a little later. Well, thank you for joining me and uh, being patient with me as I talk to you about 
my fears in gardening. And I think we can use that approach with a lot of our fears. And so let me review. A lot of our experiences are positive and some are not so positive. Some are, you know, negative and we've had some experiences that causes us to have some fears. Maybe we need help to help us overcome some of the fears and that's okay. Sometimes our fears tend to make us feel alone and isolated. And, you know, it feels like we're in some ghost town. Responding to the fears, acknowledging the fears, not running away from the fears, and appreciating what we do have. Moving on. The bitter cucumbers, I have to, I, to move on. I learned from picking them too early that I have to let them stay on the vine for a while. And it's like life. Do I ask my children to do things that they're not ready for? Are my expectations realistic? Am I creating fears in my children by not giving them the tools they need, pushing them to do things or holding them back? and recognizing that what fears they may have is real. And so with a non-judgmental approach to accept them where they're at and we can enjoy the fruit and the positiveness that we are experiencing right now. Well, thank you for joining me. And I look forward to talking to you again next time. Have a great day. Be sure and pick up a copy of Eartha's new book, Tab Mindfulness, Awareness and Coloring Activities in a Pandemic World. It's not just an ordinary coloring book. It features 23 illustrations to stimulate thought, relaxation, and creativity for anyone between the ages of 4 and 94. Increase your positive self-talk energy. Unlock new creative paths. Transform your time once or twice a week to create beautiful art while strengthening confidence, building positive self-talk, and sensitize self-awareness. Tab Mindfulness, awareness and coloring activities in a pandemic world. It's available now at Amazon.com.